another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel. Joining me as always, and for at least the next little while, uh, uh, Christian Redshaw in the remote office. <laughs> uh, how are you doing today, Christian? Well, Dominic, I'm going to be honest with you. I miss the days when we were both in the studio together. I miss when guests physically came in here. So I'm longing for the day when we can get people coming in and actually sitting side by side in person. Well, today we have representing Portland, Oregon, Casey Jones. Now, Casey Jones is a personal branding expert, and I know that you're a big fan of her, and I am becoming quickly a fan of hers as well. Awesome. Yeah, she's a fantastic human being. Uh, really looking forward to this amazing conversation. So we'll take a pause here. We'll bring Casey in, and we'll chat with her momentarily. Let's do it. Casey Jones, welcome to Cybersecurity Matters. Awesome to have you. Awesome to be here. Thank you. So you are in Portland, Oregon, am I right? You are absolutely correct. That's awesome. I love Oregon. We we took a lot of family vacations there as kids. Portland really? is nice. Oregon Coast, Cannon Beach, all those sweet places there. You live in a beautiful yeah. part of the world. Yeah, I feel very lucky. It's funny. Um, Anytime I am in a car driving across a bridge in Portland, and since we have a river running through our city, you drive across yes. a bridge a lot. Yes. My boyfriend will sometimes chuckle because almost every time I'll go, oh my God, <laughs> we are so lucky to live here. It's so beautiful because it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. To That's live. good. That's so, so, <laughs> so cool. So let's, let's get into your story really quickly, and then I really want to get into the meat of your message here. Tell us, how did you get into what you're doing right now with personal branding and, and helping people and helping companies as well? Well, it's kind of a circuitous route. So I started my career in sales, made the transition to marketing, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, and um, worked in startup marketing in a ton of different capacities for a long time. And then... Um, the startup I was working for, I was head of marketing. They ran out of money, good times. And um, I decided to go out on my own. I was a little naive. Um, I had just gotten back from a week in, in Beirut, Lebanon, actually, leading workshops for social impact entrepreneurs there. And I was just on a high. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, help people. And so literally the next day that I got back, I found out that the company was closing um, because they'd run out of money. And so, I don't know, I rode the wave, I rode the high and I started my own business and I started doing marketing consulting for early stage startups. And, and over time, I kind of realized a couple things. One, that without fail, the companies that I worked with where the entrepreneur was well known in their industry, where they had a kind of uh, well-known personal brand, they just did better. Hmm. like period, end of story in every single way. They were just, they had more connections. They had an easier time finding investors. They had an easier time finding clients. And so I started to get very, very interested in, in helping entrepreneurs and how to do that. I was also kind of testing and tinkering with my brand. Um, but then also just about a year ago, I had been doing more of the consulting and, and had kind of a small agency. And I realized I hated it. <laughs> I love working one-on-one -on -one or in small groups with entrepreneurs or business professionals. I don't like doing things for people. 
they don't appreciate it in the same way. It doesn't get adopted into their business in the same way. It doesn't have the same impact. And if we're doing that for a while, I get bored and I'm not that good at it after a while. And so I decided I wanted to make the shift to coaching entrepreneurs and helping them learn how to kind of get to that next level rather than trying to do it for them. Awesome. You know, I, uh, I got to admit, I've seen some of your videos and then I love them so much. I just kept watching one after the other, after the other, as you serve them up on your website. And I know Dominic is a, a big fan of your content and is, is putting it to action. I, I found out about you uh, through him. One of the many things that you said that stuck out to me is when you see business problems, it's a reflection of internal problems within the person. And I just thought that hit me as true right away and also very helpful because you can see you know the business that we're helping or even in our our company as well we got to look inside of us for the root of the problem can you can you uh expand on that a little bit yeah so this is the thing that's amazing about being an entrepreneur it's the it's the plus and the minus right everything the greatest advantage is also the greatest weakness is the thing that's incredible about being an entrepreneur is everything is personal Right. Like we get to choose what, you know, the clients we work with, we get to just, you know, we decide the path, all of these things, everything is much more tied to kind of who we are, what we want and and our goals and our vision. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it also makes things hard. And so I learned this for myself and every conversation I started to have with clients I was working with and friends the struggles we have, usually the thing that is holding your business back isn't the strategy or the tactic. Mm. I mean, that'll help you grow. But in far, as far as things that are like actual blockers to grow, it's usually personal things that we haven't unpacked. So I'll give you an example. I'm terrible at asking for help. Like it won't even occur to me that I should think about it. Like I just, like I'm good at asking for help if I have a very specific thing that I need help with. But how often do we even have that? When I'm in that like, oh gosh, I'm not really sure what to do or I'm like working through things, it like will not even occur to me to get someone on the phone and talk through it with them. And that has held me back in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to learn. And that's, I mean, that's stuff that I learned as a child. Right? <laughs> and that's, I'm starting to learn that if I can start to unpack that and get better at asking for help and being more sort of open to those things in my mm-hmm. personal life, it will bleed into my professional life and that'll help me get to that next level. And so sometimes the best thing we can do for our business is, is frankly, go to therapy mm-hmm. and start to figure out, you know, what are the things that we're kind of holding on to or the sort of conditions that have been kind of bred into us that don't really serve us? And how do we start to kind of peel those back so that we can become the person that we were meant to be or that we, we dream of being? So I, lo- I love that, you know, and, and, and you know, the, you know, the conversation you and I have had before have always been just so enlightening, you know, and we're just really grateful for, for you being on the podcast. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you about that I don't think we've actually really talked about too much, but you, you mentioned it there about blockers, thing, things holding back 
people from reaching their full potential. I know one blocker that you've talked about before is imposter syndrome. Um, are there certain types of people or entrepreneurs that are more prone to being you know, held back by imposter syndrome? And if, you know, for those who may you know, suffer from that affliction, what is it that they can do to get past that? Okay. So it's really interesting because well, this is not scientific. Okay. Like I don't have data on this. This is more like my gut feeling of all the conversations I've had. I think women have a little bit of a tendency to be more aware that it is imposter syndrome. The men that I have conversations with, they think something else. So they're more likely to say, oh, I need help with time management. And then you start asking some questions and it has nothing to do with time management. It has to do with, you know, whatever the thing they think they need better time management skills over is something that actually is like kicking up some fear within them. So I, I also think it's a, it's a Gen X thing. So I'm an, mm-hmm. I'm technically a millennial, but I'm a, I'm an old millennial. I'm only a millennial by like one year. And, um, you, you and me so both. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, I identify more with you know, the Gen X and how I was raised is a lot more similar to Gen X. And I was raised to believe that it is rude or tacky to talk about yourself, to brag, to complain. Um, you work hard, you put your head down and someone's going to notice that you are working hard and, and doing good things and you will somehow magically be rewarded for it. And like, mm, it just does, maybe that worked 20 years ago. That does not work anymore. And so a lot of the people that I talk to, it's that it's that they were, they were brought up to believe that it's inappropriate or rude or tacky or that you're selfish if you put yourself out there in that way. And so one of the things that I talk about with the clients I work with is that you've got to take a step back and think about why you put yourself out there. What What is at stake? I say this all the time. Okay. So the number one thing people say as like an objection when they're like, why, when they're explaining why they haven't sort of invested in personal brand is they'll say, well, I don't like to brag. And I'll always say, okay, I totally get that. You know, I, I understand that. And I, I will say, okay, now there's probably a couple of thought leaders or sort of influencers in your industry that you really respect and admire. And you probably follow them on social media. And they're always like, oh yeah, absolutely. I say, okay, well, think about the stuff they put out there. Do they ever brag? And there's always this, like, you see the wheels turning, and they'll be like, oh, no, they don't. And you're like, yeah, no, they don't. They share. Okay, they share things they've learned. They share things that they're working on. They share ideas that they have. They share failures and what they've learned from them. They share experiences, and sometimes they will share wins. And accomplishments, but most of the time, and it, it it's sharing, it's not bragging, right? And most of the time, it's totally different stuff. And so that's that mindset mm. switch. I think is very very helpful. But then the other thing I always encourage them to think about is like, do they think they could have a greater impact on the community or the people that they serve if more people knew about the work that they did? And there is never a time. Or someone will say, oh, no, it's great that I operate in obscurity and no one has any clue how I deliver value. And so when they start to realize that I can have a greater impact, I can do more good, I can make a bigger difference, I can help more people if I 
am willing to put myself out there and kind of raise my platform, it changes the game completely because then they start to realize it is not a selfish enterprise. It is a purpose-driven enterprise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and it's just, that's so insightful, you know, Casey. And, and, and the thing which, um, when, we're, when we're thinking about, you know, organizations, the ones that are going to not just um, sort of survive, but thrive into the future. And I, I know you, you've talked about this before. I've seen on one of your tweets or somewhere. <laughs> but is in that sort of the per- personal branding can't be separate from the company brand. You know, the, the, the true, the true um, winners of tomorrow in terms of organizations and businesses they are, they are, they're almost one in the same, you know, this, the CEO or the founder, whoever that personal brand company brand are, 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 are one or they're closely intertwined. You can't just say, Oh, I'm just going to focus on the company brand and not have a strong personal brand. Those organizations aren't going to succeed in the long run. Would that be correct to say? It, yeah. And I'd also say you're wasting a ton of time if you're focusing on the company brand because people don't follow company brands. Mm-hmm. We used to, 10 years ago, eight years ago, maybe even five years ago, people followed brands on social media. They don't anymore, you know, on occasion, but like not really. People follow people. It's a little bit of a harsh reality if you haven't really thought about it, but your company isn't unique. I don't care what you do or what you sell. There's probably dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of other people or companies that provide the exact same results mm-hmm. but the people that you are selling to and the people that are buying they are evaluating their different options based on experience based on customer and or client experience right and experience starts with brand it starts with like okay my first interaction with you as a leader um, of your company that sets the tone and that's going to make me be like, oh, God, I like what these guys are about. I, you know, I like their vibe. I like the way they make me feel. You know, I trust them. And if you're only focusing on the company brand, it's way harder for people to get that that impression and to really understand kind of what makes you different. And so it becomes much harder for you to attract your ideal customers. That's so impactful, and it's all about frequency, you know. And, and, and again, that that that, um, that messaging isn't landing on the frequency that you want it to land. Uh, you're going to be attracting the wrong people, <laughs> like you said. You want to be able to, to attract the, the 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 right people. And uh, one more quick thing I wanted to ask before it's uh, hang it back to to Christian. I know that you are in the uh, early stages of or, or, uh, or you're in the stages of launching new program. Rise to lead. Wonder if you could maybe share a bit more about what that program is, and you know who might be good uh, uh, candidates to, to sign up for that program. Yeah. So, thank you for letting me talk about this. Um, okay. So, Rise to Lead <laughs> is through the culmination of of all the research, the testing, the tinkering, and the one on one coaching I've done over the last couple of years, um, and it is kind of the step by step sort of plan and process of how you grow as a thought leader in your industry. So how do you become a recognized thought leader? And it's a real emphasis on how do you get those limiting beliefs out of there? How do you create a content strategy that differentiates you um, in your space so you can kind of break through the noise? We know the internet is very, very noisy. 
Um, and how do you start to kind of put content out there and, and make a name for yourself? But especially how do you, how do you build relationships with um, potential partners and friends in your space? Because that's where the fun stuff happens. And, and like, I mean, hi, that's why I'm here is Dominic, you and I started to kind of connect online and build this relationship and this friendship where we help one another and we support each other. And one, yeah, it, it's great for business, but it also is so much more fun. And it's, <laughs> it just makes life um, more interesting and exciting. And so anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business leader, early in your career, most of the people are going to be entrepreneurs or business leaders. Um, but if you are struggling to put yourself out there and build a, a personal brand that actually grows your business or develop your career, hit me up. Let's talk and we can see if it's a good fit for you. Christian, we probably have time for one, one more question. Well, I think we should push this a little bit longer and push it right to the edge because I have two more questions. So you can feel free, Casey, <laughs> go to go quickly it. on Let's this. But I, the, my first question is, okay, so we're we're convinced that we need to be uh, developing a personal brand. What is the framework and and what are the steps to do that practically? Can you tell us what they are and quickly walk us through those? Absolutely. Okay, so the biggest thing that I see people skip is the most important part, right? Everyone is like, oh, I should build my personal brand. I'm just, mm. they, they the tactics. So they're like, I'm just going to start posting stuff. But it's all over the place. It's not sending them in the right direction. So you need to take a step back and really think through two, two big things. One, who am I trying to reach? Okay. And I will also say a lot of entrepreneurs, they wind up focusing on people like them instead of people like their customers. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's okay to talk to people like you because this is how we, you know, build relationships and it can really help. However, you know, how you're actually going to help your business is if you're talking to your customers. So think about that. And then two, I love the Maya Angelou quote where she says, no one's going to remember what you said. They're not going to remember what you did. They're going to remember how you made them feel. So I love kind of coaching people on, okay, then you know who you want to reach. Now think about how you want to make them feel. And that will help you kind of create a direction. There's other things that kind of go into it, but I think those are the, the biggest. And then start mm -hmm. to think about, okay, the themes of the content that you want to put out there. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have like four or five things that I talk about a lot. I talk about entrepreneurship. I talk about thought leadership. I talk about kind of mindset and productivity. And I talk a ridiculous amount about podcasting. Um, and if you look at my content, it'll almost always fall into one of those four categories. And it then becomes much easier for me to kind of put that together. The last thing that I will say, and this is if you're not sure what you want to put out there, and Dom Dominic knows this, he is a pro at this, start first with engaging with other people. Just Put 20 minutes on your calendar and every single day, go in and comment on other people's posts. Don't say, nice post, <laughs> add something thoughtful, add something, ask a question, add some value. But doing that, I mean, that's really how like Dominic and I wound up becoming friends is he started commenting on my stuff. And when I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then I was like, oh, he's awesome. And we became friends. And like, 
it's crazy how many times you can make actual real friends by doing this. That's awesome. Thank you so I much for that, walking but... us through that. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I went from being mildly, I went from being mildly annoying to being Casey's friend. That was all part of the strategy. Right? <laughs> all right, but it's so, true. It's that's something it's people don't realize, is that you can make yes. real friendships and relationships mm -hmm. out of this. Yeah. And the point isn't yeah. to get likes. The point is to build relationships, and it's incredible absolutely. how it happens. Yeah, amen. Absolutely, Casey, and, and I would absolutely, I would absolutely second that. And the, the, that strategy, like you're saying there, even if you don't want to create content, take the time to just, even if it's a 10, 15 minutes a day to engage with other people's content, whether it be other thought leaders or people that you want to get on their radar. Uh, an important thing that I would add to that is do it consistently. Don't just do it yes. once or twice and expect that person to, you know, reciprocate. You know, you have to do so consistently over weeks and months. Um, um, yeah. But uh, I, I love that advice. And I, something I've been saying a lot lately is consistency beats luck every single time. And yeah, you might just like have a stroke of luck and um, have a post go viral or something like that. You know, it, that stuff doesn't last. <laughs> Consistency, small, small incremental kind of wins and, and, and progress. That's gonna that's gonna win at the end of the day. Absolutely, right. Andy Warhol said, "We all have our fifteen seconds of fame, but if you want it to to last, you got to be consistent." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so last question, and this is the one that I've been most excited to ask you. Podcast guests. You're our podcast guest today, right? It's a great strategy that you, you highlight, and I watched a video where you walked us through what you should do as a podcast guest to create content. So would you indulge us, drop some value here, and tell us what those steps are? I know a lot of our guests, some of them, some of them do some of these things, some of them don't do any at all. So we would like to make this like a standard procedure for our podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I recommend that all podcast guests do is write a blog post. You can put it on your website. So and it doesn't have to actually, you don't actually really have to write anything. Really what it is, is you, um, yeah, you make a blog post, but it's a little intro to the interview that you did. And then you embed the video or the audio for it. So that then later on, when you go and promote what you did, you can... Um, have links that go back to your website and the podcast host is still going to get listens from that. They're still going to get downloads from that. Um, but you're going to get traffic to your website. And it also means that then when potential clients go to your website and they're like checking you out, they can see that you've done all of these interviews on really, really cool shows. And they're like, Oh, they're kind of a big deal. Um, but the next thing is like, slice and dice it. Okay. Break it up into a million different things. So you can pull out a really awesome quote that you dropped. I struggle with this because I talk in run on sentences. So, but what I, uh, I never do this myself, but I, I coach clients on doing is if you know what the topic is going to be, come up with like a really smart quotable quote before the interview, write it on a post-it, stick it on your laptop so that when you're in the conversation, you can like read your little quotable quote and just drop it in at the right time. And so now you've got this quotable quote and you can make, um, you can make uh, like social images, um, social media content where you got those um, 
where you've got that quote and back to the post itself or excuse me, to the interview itself. And there's a million other ways that you create this content. But the key is turn that one thing into as many pieces of other content and actually put it out there because this is a huge missed opportunity that most podcast guests don't seize um, in promoting their own participation on all of these different interviews. Add in there is something that I caught you saying about connecting with the other guests on the podcast as well. Not that you want to tag all 200 of them, but maybe pick a small handful. Oh, yeah. And, and you've got this immediate in with all of the past guests where it's like, hey, we have this kind of shared experience. Yes. And it's a great way if, if a host is somewhere where you just like want to know them. You've got, you've got the perfect opportunity. And so, yeah, you can post that and be like, hey, I'm so honored to be, you know, in the in league with all of these amazing people and tag a couple of those hosts. And it's a great, or guests, and it's a great way to kind of start a conversation with all those people. Okay, so awesome. it's been an absolutely amazing conversation. You delivered, <laughs> as promised. <laughs> so, in, in fact, you know, this was so good that we we went over our usual twenty minute uh, 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 um, sort of limit here. So, this was such an amazingly engaging conversation. Chris and I are just so grateful to you for taking time of your day to, to join us on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it's so it. You invited me, and it's so good to finally be now making friends with Christian. So now I'm just I don't know I'm I'm part of the family, and it, it feels good. I'm excited. <laughs> well, we're, we're, all, we're all in the Pacific Northwest, so we're all part of the family. <laughs> yes, and let's be honest, like Portland is the most Canadian city in America. We're like really, really nice and fine and very laid back, and you know, we, we smoke and sell marijuana too. So it's like we're, it's, we're in league with one another. So. Five, five hours drive. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, or you know, taking the train, the beautiful Cascade Amtrak train, which I love. It's my favorite way to go to Seattle. So I need to just not get off in Seattle and stay. <laughs> Bring your passport when you let us in. For sure. We'll, we'll, we'll aim for the summer. We'll aim for the summer. But Casey, thank you again yeah. so much. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Casey. You. Thank you so much. Well, that was a fantastic conversation. I mean, uh, Casey is just so full of knowledge and insight uh, and, and wisdom. I, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of that, of that conversation. Um, really interested to know what, what some of your key takeaways were, uh, Christian. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that you are a big fan of hers, and I've recently become a big fan myself. Uh, very actionable takeaways, not only just for the content that you want to put out to try to get a personal, develop a personal brand, but the idea of thinking on the other side of the equation of engaging with other people's content and building relationships with people virtually through platforms like Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn. And I think LinkedIn is a real hot spot for business to business, person to person communication. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing I, I love learning more about um, what she was saying about the program that she created, you know, the rise to lead, you know, to be able to um, help entrepreneurs, many of which uh, may be suffering from imposter syndrome or lack of confidence, to be able to help unleash them, uh, unleash their full potential on, on the entrepreneurial world. You know, so she, she showed a lot of interesting insights and, and wisdom and very grateful to, to my friend Casey for, for taking time to, to join us today. And uh, of course, we want to spend uh, extend a special thanks to our loyal listeners and viewers for taking time out of their busy schedule uh, to join us on the podcast. Uh, as always, please be sure to check out uh, previous episodes and other uh, podcasts under the Conversations That Matter uh, banner. Those can all be found on the Conversations That Matter YouTube page. As always, be well, be safe, be awesome, and we'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.